Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with the Indicast.com. My name is Abhishek and uh, this issue's cover package uh, tackles the universal subject of uh, renewable energy and it's especially important in India's context. Joining me on the call on the other line is Forbes India's associate editor Avik Datta who has anchored this package. Hi Avik, thanks for doing this. Hi Abhishek, thank you so much. Before we dive into the cover package and what's it about, uh, how important is uh, renewable energies and, uh, for instance, solar and wind power for a country like India, where you know historically power situation has been grave, uh, plagued by you know sloppy last mile distribution, and there have been uh, hassles in transmission. There was a blackout back in 2012 where 600 million uh, were affected. So, talk us about renewable energies in general with India uh, as a background. To answer your question on why renewable energy is important to India, thermal power comes with a sizable carbon footprint uh, and a growing country like India where the economy is slated to grow uh, at 7-8% going forward, the demand for energy will only increase. If we keep burning fossil fuel and getting our power generation from sources such as coal, you know, the environmental impact of that is going to be immense. Also, uh, it is worth mentioning here that the supply of coal in India is is very patchy. There is no, you know, even supply of coal. So right now, as we speak, India, there is an abundant supply of coal. But that is not to say that that situation cannot reverse. Renewable energy is a clean source of energy. It is in line with the Prime Minister and the government's vision and the commitments that they have made at COP21 about reducing India's carbon footprint. The other reason is also to diversify the the energy mix. You cannot be dependent solely on thermal power or one source of power. You need solar power. You need renewable uh, wind energy. And the good news is that, you know, there is plenty of availability of of sunlight and wind intensity in India. Uh, It was a question, just a question of harnessing them in the right way and making it economically viable, which it wasn't earlier. But now it is economically viable and which is why you see such a lot of renewable energy addition happening in the country and a lot of entrepreneurs jumping into the space. And and talking about those entrepreneurs, you've covered uh, two of them, Suman Sinha and Rahul Munjal. You call them the face of uh, the renewable energy sector. What is their claim to fame so far? Suman Sinha and and Rahul Munjal are two entrepreneurs who have really done well in the renewable energy space. The idea behind profiling these two people was to give a sense of how The renewable energy space in India is a very democratic space for both first generation and second generation entrepreneurs to access. You know, when it came to uh, the coal-based power, uh, you would typically have only large corporations with deep pockets looking into that sector because there were a lot of issues with land availability and coal availability, and these were all long gestation projects. So you didn't see a lot of new entrepreneurs entering that space. That is not the case with renewable energy. It is much easier to start up in the renewable energy space because the technology is easily available. And if you have access to capital, then you can just go for it. You need a lot of money to get started, if I'm not wrong, these windmills and to, to harness that uh, the natural resources into generating electricity in itself must be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, uh, a study says that the cost of producing about one megawatt of renewable energy is about four crores. And this is a 20% reduction 
uh, over what the cost was, let's say, two, three years earlier. The good news for India is that the costs are coming down because, you know, the prices of solar photovoltaic cells, which are manufactured mostly in China, they are coming down. When we talk about wind power, you know, the technology is becoming far more advanced. Wind energy companies are extracting greater plant load factor from the wind turbines that they are procuring from companies such as uh, Suzlon, Gamesa and the others. Uh, who are the big players in this space. So all of that is making the sector very, very viable for people like Sinha and Munjal to look into. Sumanth is is a first-generation entrepreneur. He's had a very, very uh, distinguished professional career. Uh, he's been an investment banker. Then he's been the CFO at the Aditya Birla Group. In his last professional pursuit, he was the chief operating officer at Suzlon, which is a wind turbine manufacturing company in the wind energy space. And from there, you know, he got the idea that the renewable energy sector is going to boom in India. There is no other alternative. And the result is there for everybody to see. With a 2,000 megawatt installed capacity, he is the largest independent renewable energy power producer uh, in the country. His story, his entrepreneurial story has been bought into by a lot of marquee global international investors, uh, such as Goldman Sachs, the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority, etc. Etc. He has raised about $850 million in funding, which is really, really impressive for any startup in the country. And, and they're probably looking at a listing very soon. I mean, that is what the buzz is, and, and they're moving towards a listing very soon. Uh, in that sense, it will probably become the first pure play renewable energy company to be listed in India. The interest from uh, venture capitalists uh, in this sector in India is also growing. Perhaps you, you mentioned the cost has reduced considerably. So there will be a bit more interest from the VCs as well. But definitely. I think, you know, in 2016-17, 11 gigawatts, which is 11,000 megawatts of renewable energy was added in the country. Just to put that in perspective, that is equal to the amount of thermal power that was added in India in the same year. So you can really see renewable energy now catching up with thermal energy in terms of capacity addition. And obviously, that means that a lot of investment has been flowing into the sector. $14 billion, to be precise, of debt and equity money that came into the renewable energy sector in 2016-17. I mean, you look at people like Goldman Sachs that have invested in Renew, and IFC, uh, which is an arm of the World Bank Group, they have invested in uh, Hero Future Energies, which is run by Rahul Munjal. So there is immense appetite for investments in this space. And, uh, you know, coming to just Rahul Munjal, he's the scion of the Munjal family, which is very well known for Hero Motor Corp uh, and the two wheelers and the motorcycles that they make. That is what I was saying about how democratic this sector is, that here is the next generation member of an established business family who decided to just move away from the family business and do his own thing. The world is looking at the Indian renewable energy model for inspiration because, mind you, India is not a very easy country when it comes to availability of land and and a lot of other things, and you have to keep the costs low. That is uh, why India is so favored at the moment. And on the, on the same vein, uh, uh, your package covers a few other companies, uh, which, you know, I think one of them is uh, Tesol, if I'm pronouncing that name correct, in Mumbai, which is helping fuel-guzzling trucks to reduce uh, diesel consumption. There's another in Bangalore, which uh, turns your car into a hybrid one uh, with a plug-and-play solution. Just take us through some of the highlights of the package uh, week. You know, when we were talking about clean tech and clean energy, we thought, why restrict it to renewable energy alone? I mean, there are a lot of other interesting budding startups that are doing a lot of interesting work in the area of clean technology, which does not necessarily equate to producing solar and wind power. 
So you have Amitabh Saran of Altigreen, uh, you know, who's working towards reducing tailpipe emissions from existing fuel cars. India is still some way away from having, you know, fully electric cars, the Teslas of the world. It'll take some time for them to come to India and make a mark. So what do you do in between? I mean, cars are going to run on petrol and diesel. I think this is a very smart initiative to reduce tailpipe emissions from existing cars that run on petrol and diesel, and thereby you're hurting the environment that much lesser. And then, as you mentioned, there is Tesol, and Rajat Gupta is the entrepreneur of Tesol. He has figured out a way to store thermal energy for applications such as cold storage chains, and that helps reduce dependence on diesel gensets, you know, which burn diesel and again pollute the environment. But if you can store thermal energy for future use, then again, you're just less dependent on diesel gensets, and that really helps. Then there is uh, ProClean, which is another company founded by a gentleman called S. Shivaram Pillai, and he uses probiotics for industrial cleaning, which reduces dependence on harmful chemicals. So there are a lot of interesting ways in which people have been caring for the environment and trying to do good by the environment, and they've really figured out that doing good by the environment can also mean doing well uh, by your shareholders and creating shareholder value and being successful entrepreneurs and that is what we see. Right. Last couple of questions, Avika. At the beginning, you mentioned a little something about the government. Uh, what are a couple of things that the government is doing to encourage the sector? Because when uh, Narendra Modi stormed into power back in 2014, one of his prime objectives was to rejuvenate the stumbling power sector and I think an investment of about $100 billion was pledged over a course of five years by Mr. Piyush Goel. What are a couple of things that the government is doing to encourage this uh, sector as such? The government's uh, stated ambition has been to uh, ensure that India generates about 175 gigawatts, uh, which is 175,000 megawatt of uh, power through renewable sources by 2022. There are a few things that the government is doing. You know, one of the things that the government has done is to bring in NTPC as an off-taker of this power. You know, why is that important? That is important because the state electricity distribution companies that off-take power from the producers have very bad credit history. They are very financially stressed, at least most of them, and therefore typically banks do not want to lend to renewable energy producers or at the cost at which they lend is very high when the person or or the company that is off-taking the power is uh, a state electricity distribution company. But when you have somebody like an NTPC saying that, hey, look, I'm going to buy this power, banks are very happy because NTPC is a very creditworthy customer. The government has also tried to help the industry with land availability by the creation of solar parks, such as the ones that we have in Rajasthan and one in Karnataka. And it's a plug-and-play model where a solar uh, power developer can just go and set up shop. But having said that, uh, there is consensus that the current rate at which solar and wind power is getting added in the country may not be sufficient by itself to reach the 175 gigawatt target. There needs to be significant stepping up of the capacity addition efforts uh, in the country. And one will have to wait and watch and see whether that really happens because right now, fortuitously, India is in a power surplus state. That may very well change because the summer months are here and we have to look at what the latest data says. So then do you see more and more entrepreneurs trying their hand at renewable energy, which might require huge capital investment, but with the right backing, do you see entrepreneurs uh, coming in in this particular sector? 
So, you know, uh, there are already a lot of entrepreneurs in the renewable energy sector, some big, some not so big. This may not be uh, the best time for uh, new entrepreneurs to enter the renewable energy sector because there is already a certain amount of critical mass that is getting created and, uh, you know, implemented on the ground in terms of capacity addition. What one may see going forward is consolidation uh, because a lot of companies are sitting on projects and, uh, you know, which they may not be in a position to execute because of problems in raising funds. And, you know, because not every company has equal amount of credit worthiness. You know, there can be a lot of consolidation and a lot of M&A of assets that can happen in the sector. Renewable energy people have been trying to get into since about 2007-8, uh, which means that there are already quite a number of players, both Indian and international, who, who are looking at this sector and who have invested in the sector. So I think there might be a few more uh, traditional power companies, uh, such as Startup Power of India. You know, they they have been uh, they have typically made it big by selling coal-based power. But even now, they realize that the future may be in renewable energy, which is why they've gotten into it big time through a 10,000 crore acquisition of Wellspun Energy's portfolio of renewable energy uh, assets. So companies like this might uh, you know actually come into this sector more and more. For new entrepreneurs, yes, there will be a few. But the intensity of new entrepreneurs coming into this space will obviously be a little lesser than what it was, let's say, three, four years back. Right. Well, Avik, in the interest of time, uh, it's, it's time to wrap up. It's, it's been quite a comprehensive uh, package and would urge all, all the readers uh, to pick this one up. Thanks a lot, Avik, for your time. Thank you, Abhishek. Thanks. And all you listeners, you can get this on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818.